Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Is This Making Sense? Dialogues on the Pursuit of Wisdom, Balance, Leadership, Everything in Between. My name is Eric Johnson. I'm here with Seth Gray, and today we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about comparison and uh, the trap that comparing ourselves to others, comparing what we do to other people, other organizations, businesses, everything like that, everything that involves comparison. You know, it's it's... Here's what I'll say first of all, as a guy, as a man, I don't think men talk about uh, the struggles of comparison and comparing ourselves to other men. Um, when I was, you know, as we, we talked about this idea of, hey, let's talk about this topic and, and the comparison trap is the phrase is that's out there. I, I didn't find a lot or I found majority women talking about comparison. And I just don't think guys talk about it enough, and I think we should. I think it's a struggle that a lot of men face. It's funny you say that because um, I've been trying to think about it. I told you the, the other day that I was like, I, I want us to talk about, I do a podcast on comparison, and I had another another uh, t- uh, topic that I wanted to cover, and I couldn't remember what it was. I remember now what it is. What is it's it? vulnerability. Uh, the reason that guys don't talk about comparison or guys don't talk about much of anything is because guys are afraid to be vulnerable. So I don't want to go too far into that right now because I want to do a whole topic on that. Yeah, but I'm you're not to- ready to be vulnerable yet. <laughs> you're totally right. Like guys often are not honest with themselves or others and you need to be if you're going to kind of combat some of these things because because when when so comparison for me it's it's a it's it's weird because you know it can help me be very self-aware to compare i i think comparison is a good thing i think uh there's this 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 competition versus comparison and the the the, you know i want to compete with a lot of things and i'm all about competition but there is this comparison aspect when you are competing to know, you know, where am I at within the race? I've got to compare where I'm at with my competitor. And it, in comparison can be a great thing, but it, I don't know really the analogy, the example to give of, hey, this is what comparison's like. It's like, um, you know, whatever. But it, it, it borderlines if you allow it to get too rooted within your life that it can do a lot of damage. Yeah, I think there's a like you said a healthy comparison. I think like everything we talk about, there's balance. And so I remember in ninth grade, you know, growing up, my dad plays guitar. He was teaching me how to play guitar, and I could play a handful of chords and loved, you know, kind of strumming around, whatever else. And I lived in a small town, so there wasn't like there was any real, you know, guitar heroes there. So ninth grade, I go to school, and there's a tenth grader that's new, and his name is Tim Goins. And this guy is a prodigy on guitar. And so I'd never seen a prodigy on guitar. And I didn't know you could be in 10th grade and, and be one. And I saw him play guitar and I didn't play mine for like a year. Mm. Isn't that terrible? Yeah. Because I saw him, I thought, oh, I will never be that good. He is unbelievable. I can play my five little chords. And I let it, instead of challenging me to do better, it just turned me off altogether. And so that's, that's the wrong kind of comparison. You, you shrunk. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, well, he's amazing. I, will, I can't even begin to come close to even think about that. So I was like, well, I shouldn't do it anymore. I was like, well, that's, that's malarkey. You know, it's, it's when, like, there's good, healthy comparison. You know, it's, it's, it's funny. It's, when, when I see something that's like a healthy comparison, it's like, I want to go to the Apple store. I want to go to the Nike store. I want to go to this organization that is so far out of reach, it's not a threat to me. And I want to compare what they're doing and, and see what can I glean from them. And I think the thing is that when I, I'm, I'm fine with healthy comparison when it's really far away, when it's something that is totally out of reach in the sense that like I'm not threatened by 
Apple's customer service and what they do and how they run things because it's like, oh, I'm, I'm inspired by this. I want to I learn. But when something gets much closer to home is when I tend to be threatened by it. When it, when it feels like, for me, that what the space in which I'm operating and where I'm at, that there's this fear of limited amount of resources, limited amount of space, limited amount of compliments, limited, you know, it's, it's when things get closer to home that the comparison trap, the comparison, uh, the, the, the real ugly side of comparison uh, comes out. This idea that there's a finite amount of success, and if they yes. get it all, there won't be any for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've, seen, I've been in a room, and someone's been speaking, and I've started to compare myself. Why in the world is this person speaking? Why are they allowed to be up in stage? Why, why in the world I should be the one, you know, and, and it's because I'm afraid that there's not going to be another opportunity. I think, do you think it's, you know, when you look at Apple, they're far off. They're not necessarily your competitor. Do you think it's when somebody is literally in competition to you that it gets ugly yeah it's it's when for, for me it's if say i'm hanging out and there's someone and they they walk in the room and they're dressed better they got better shoes they they're they're more physically fit it's that i'm being exposed like they're highlighting i start to compare everything that i see that's wonderful about them and i feel like now i'm being exposed for what i don't have mm. You know, I don't feel like I'm never I'm never comparing someone uh, to excuse me, the the negative bad side of spiraling out of control when I'm comparing someone is not because I'm feeling great about myself. All the negative sides of comparing myself is because someone is shining a light on which I think are my deficiencies. I don't want to uh, burst your bubble about vulnerability, <laughs> Seth, but that was actually vulnerable. I, I know. That was know. real live vulnerability. Well, you you've did. really challenged me. You have come into my life, and if we're going to compare, and you have I've compared myself of am I really vulnerable, am I authentic, am I, am I giving my best self uh, compared to the way Eric does, because Eric, you uh, are very vulnerable. That's a strength of yours. So I've compared my vulnerability to your vulnerability, and I've allowed it to inspire me to bring out the best. So a healthy comparison. Yeah, a healthy comparison. And there is healthy comparison. I think that, well, thank you for saying that, Seth. And also thank you for being vulnerable. I know that's not a strength of yours or yet. Um, no. But you're right. I mean, it makes you look at yourself and, and feel less than, or at least it can. I was listening to this podcast the other day, and it was... Um, they're talking about um, they're talking about lots of things, but grit was one of them. And they're talking about uh, this this lady. I forget her name now. It's the first time I've heard her or even the, the host before. Uh, it was recommended to me, and uh, I took a lot of things away from it. But they're talking about she's a professional poker player, and when she started, um, you know, she wasn't great, but she had a, a brother or something like that that was a professional player, and so he was able to get her at tables to play, not not like uh, competitively with, but like to learn and kind of like, like, I guess I don't, I don't know what you call it in the gambling world where you're not really gambling at that point. You're just playing to play. It's more of a game than it is a sport at that point. But um, so she was getting to play with these people that were way out of her league. And so it, she knew that though, and was able to learn from them instead of being with these people that were just so far out of their league and just making it turn her off and not want to, Oh, thinking it was, it was never possible. She was able to see what they did. And you know, it's even like in tennis, if you play somebody who's a little bit better than you, you just get better. It makes you better. 
And so she was talking about there's this balance of, yeah, get around people who are much better than you, but don't hold yourself to those same, same standards because you're not there yet. So it's not fair for you know myself to play tennis with Roger Federer and be upset that I'm losing. Of course I'm losing, but I guarantee I'm getting better than if, if I was playing with you know just Joe Blow down the street that wasn't any good. So like it's that balance of don't don't hold yourself to standards that are unrealistic, but also don't avoid being around people who make you feel less than. Yeah, you're going into it with a mindset. You're going into it with the self awareness of this person's really good at this particular thing. I'm aware of that. Whereas I think um, a lot of the uh, unhealthy comparisons is we go into it not uh, ready to give someone else praise, not ready to give someone else their due, not ready or aware of, you know what, this person has put a lot of time and effort into this particular thing. They should be at this status. You know, it's like, I mean, I'll just be real honest. It's, it's, it's when, you know, you are uh, going to show up at the basketball court at the local rec gym, whatever, um, you're out public park, and you, you walk out there, and you're like feeling really good about yourself. You had a light lunch, and then you get out there, and there's some guy, and he takes his shirt off, and he's like ripped, and you're like, ah. Uh. You know, I wasn't ready for that, <laughs> but you know what? I had lunch before I got here. This guy's probably been working out. He put in the work, and so I, we, we don't like to give people the credit and be be aware of they're putting in the work to get there into that physical shape you know <laughs> and i'm not so i should cut myself some slack be self aware and 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 realize wait a minute why why am i comparing myself to someone when i haven't put any work into it <laughs> it's like if we show up we should be we should be good enough but showing up is is not you know just you know the, the thing that allows us to all be on equal footing. My brother-in-law, Jonathan, he is a seven on the Enneagram. He's naturally good at lots of stuff and he loves to win, hates to lose. And so there was, I forget the exact story, but we, we, we uh, quote it regularly um, because it was this idea, like he was playing, he was playing against his brother-in-law, Nick at like hockey or something like that and was getting annihilated because Nick plays hockey and he's in rec league hockey and he's regularly doing it. And so he, and so Jonathan lost and he's like, that's no fair. He practiced. <laughs> no fair he practiced <laughs> i love yeah, that it's a good point it's like i mean you can't be jealous of somebody that takes their shirt off and has a six-pack because you haven't been to the gym like they've been doing the work no i've been netflixing and relaxing yeah. you know um and so when it comes to comparison and when when it's when when i start to creep when comparison and the the pitfalls and the negative the unhealthy side of comparing myself with others i've I've got to recognize what I'm thinking and I've got to recognize the conversation I'm having in my mind and, and how I'm feeling because a lot of times when I'm negatively comparing myself, what is, what, what is coming out? What are the actions that are preceding it? And most likely it's a jealousy action that comes out of it and it's jealous words that come out of it. And I automatically, when I'm comparing myself in a very negative uh, light, it's the result of me starting to probably bash the other person or bash the other organization or, or negatively speak about uh, what, whoever it is that I'm feeling insecure about. Yeah, yeah, it's easy to do. It's a, it's a self-defense mechanism. It's trying to make yourself feel better by taking, taking them down. It's ugly. It's really ugly. Um, 
there's a, there's a lot of different ways we could go about this conversation and we will n- by no means cover it all because you can, there's, there's so many roots to this. Um, one of my favorite quotes, uh, if you haven't ever heard it, Andy Stanley has a series called, uh, the comparison trap. And I think Sandra Stanley has it as well. I mean, they've, they've done different outlooks on it and it's just wonderful. But one of the quotes that they go to a lot is that comparison is the thief of joy. You can easily find anybody that's better than you at anything that you know how to do. You can find anybody that has more money than you, more hair, more anything. There's always, there's very few people that are number one. In the Olympics, there's only one. I, there's, and I could go and, I'm not going to get this right, but they talk about, the, they can, somehow I saw a study about the comparison of people who have gotten silver medals and bronze medals. And the, I forget how they measured this, but basically the joy or the, or the, or the gratitude for it and the silver, silver, silver medalists traditionally are, are much more dissatisfied because they were, they're just looking up one, whereas the bronze are just thrilled that they got on the podium. And so it's that, it's a picture of that comparison, but, um, comparison is the thief of joy. And so all that to say, you're always going to find somebody that's better than you. And so you've got to find a way of contentment. And that's what I've been working on this year is trying to find that contentment. And it's something Sandy is really helping me with because it's really easy for me to look, look other directions and find people that are, that are doing it better or doing it faster or stronger or prettier, whatever it is. It's, it's really easy. And, and, you, and, and I'll talk more about this in a second, but it's really easy to take what you have for granted. Mm. That, 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 is, that is true. I think it's so, so funny. You said it super quickly, but it, it was one of the things that I, I heard someone else say and it made me think about is that there are things out of your control and you know, hair loss it's out of your control for the most part. I yeah. mean, if, if you're bald and you're, you're a guy and you're going bald, it's out of your control. I mean, there are things that, yeah, you can do, but, <laughs> you know, if you're going to go around and all you're going to do is, is someone who might be balding or is bald and compare yourself with people with a full head of hair, you're going to live a really dissatisfied life. So I would say wherever it is when it comes to this comparison is understand what is out of my control because there are things that are going to be just completely out of your control. There's going to be someone that is going to appear so much more successful, but most likely or potentially they had a leg up in life, whether it was a mom or dad that was already very successful. They were already put in positions of influence or around. They were in circles, which gave them a leg up. They Whatever it was, there were circumstances out of your control that allowed them to get wherever they're at that they're posting now on social media that you're now seeing and feeling like, man, I am so less than. Mm. You know, a lot of times um, when we talk about these things that are out of our control, we look at social media and everybody's like, oh man, social media, social media. Really, I think social media honestly just expanded our opportunities to compare. We've been comparing since the dawn of time. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I started comparing myself in middle school long before social media ever got here. I, I remember there, there are various things in which, and I'm not going to get in today because that would be too vulnerable and mm-hmm. I'm not there yet, <laughs> but uh, social media just has expanded our opportunities to compare a bunch of things. It, it, we've been comparing long before social media, so we can't blame uh, a device and a platform. Oh, it's, it's old. I mean, look at Cain and Abel. If you want to look at mm. a very early story, whether you're religious or not, it's a very old text. I mean, Cain killed Abel. Yeah. Why? Because the gift that he gave to God wasn't as, as good as, as it was his brother's. In his, his eyes. In his eyes. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 jealousy is as old as Cain, is, as Cain and Abel, and so you're, you're exactly right. Um, and I would say that I definitely started before middle school. I mean, I, yeah. It's, I, I, the other day, my daughter comes home, and she's at the time she was four, and she said something about, 
her, she was embarrassed of her feet because her feet were fat. She's four years old. She thinks her feet are fat. Where does mm. that come from? I know. I know. I've been thinking lately about, about, about comparison. Um, I'm in a role now at, at, at work where I've taken on new responsibilities that are outside of what I've known. Um, I, you know, like I've talked on here before, I'm from the video world. Traditionally, I've spent uh, 10-ish, 10, 11 years in video. And so I'm, I'm confident in that world. I've spent a lot of time doing it. I've, I've made a lot of mistakes in it. I've handled a lot of projects. And so I'm, I'm confident in that world. And I feel bold enough to talk confidently. And, I'm, and when questions come at me, I generally know the answer. I just know the answer because I've got that experience. Well, now I've entered a different world. I'm doing a lot more marketing and, and social media and landing pages and all this kind of web stuff that it's just kind of new for me. And the person that was doing it before me had a lot of experience and did it really well at a really high level. And I've been feeling less than, to be totally honest. I'm just like, man, these questions come at me and I'm supposed to be the one leading this department and they're asking a question. And I've literally never done this before. And I'm just feeling out of my depth and it's making me feel real inadequate. And I can look at the person before me that did it, you know, for years. And it's like, oh, I'm not that. I'm not this. I wish I was that. And to be honest, Seth, I've been taking, I say all to say this, I've been taking the things for granted that I do know. Because what I do know, I do know video, but it's not really all that pertinent anymore, at least right now. But what I do know is emotional intelligence. And I, have, I, I believe I have a high quotient of emotional intelligence. And I have been taking it for granted. So I say all that to say this. We often look at other people's strengths that aren't ours and wish they were ours while ignoring what ours actually are. So I'm looking at somebody who may be really confident and may have, may have all this, this brains for whatever topic. And, it's, but, and I see that, but I don't but I overlook what I actually have. And what I have is, is actually leading, I, I believe to be leading my, my team well right now and building trust and building vulnerability. And I'm taking us on a good direction. And at the same time, I'm also learning a lot. There's a lot for me to learn. I don't want to just say that I'm, I'm going to just stop learning in this area because I feel, oh, I have these other things. I don't need that. That's not the case. But I'm trying to cut myself some dang slack because I was feeling very inadequate and kind of very dumb all the time while overlooking the fact that, you know what, every day I'm looking people in the eyes and I'm, I'm speaking life into them. And not everybody has that skill set because it's hard. It takes a lot of vulnerability to be as encouraging as I am. And I know that sounds maybe braggish, but it's how God has made me. My natural wiring is to look at people and see their makeup and see how I can make them better because that's what I'm good at. And I think that's what's going to make me a good leader, not necessarily branding and marketing and social strategy. I want to get good at those things, but that's not, that's not my thing. And what's interesting is that and it's so good you said that because when we talk about comparison, we're talking about comparing our negatives to someone else's positives. But what really we need to realize is that the reason you are saying you take something for granted is because that's natural to who you are. And that is inspiring to other people. And you just being you is what you really need to lean into. And there are a lot of people out there uh, within the leadership space, whatever it might be, what I don't know what kind of space to call it other than to say that they will say, you know what, don't work on your weaknesses, work on your strengths, because your strengths will carry you, you know, what the, the things that you're naturally good at, go go after that, lean into that, and hire someone else out for your weaknesses. Don't try to, to you know, and, and there's different philosophies in that. But that's going back to the point of, of saying, look, it don't take for granted the things that are just so naturally gifted to you and and rest in those and and be excited about those and and really 
hone those in. And then if you come across someone who is better at you and something else, don't compare yourself in a negative way and, and, and spiral out of control and be jealous and, and, and uh, talk negatively about them. Lean into them. Bring them in to you know, bring them into your circle, bring them into your area of whatever it might be and say, Hey, you're really good. Lift them up and, and be real healthy and lift them up and say, you are great at this. Can you help me? And, and then let them shine. Because when I think about what, you know, what are my takeaways as we have this conversation is that it's that I've, I've got to know what I'm really good at, lean into that. And what I'm not good at, okay, you're not good at, it's not the end of the world, okay? And and then give yourself, you know, a health check of saying, am I spending way too much time comparing my life to other people's lives or am I living my life? Am I living in the things that I'm really naturally God-given good at mm-hmm. and and live in that? You know, and you've got to check in, give yourself a health check. Am I am I spiraling out of control? Am I living in comparison? Yeah, that's, that's, again, self-awareness. You have to have self-awareness to, to do any of what you just said, so I think that's really good. Uh, it's also true that, let's say, me and you have the same strength. Let's just say we both are good at communication. It's also very possible that one of us will be better than the other, mm-hmm. and you have to be okay with that. Like, yeah. we have different, you know, there's, like you said, things that are beyond your control. I may have a max aptitude, even in my strength, that is less than yours, and that's a hard place to, to, to kind of say out loud, but that's also okay. There, you know, there's people that all the people that are in the Olympics, like let's say the runners, they all have natural giftings for runnings, for running. But some are faster than others, and that that just is what it is. And you have to you kind know, of just be okay with that, which is hard. Contentment's hard, so it is very hard. And it's so funny that we're having this conversation and how it's how it's evolved. We just said, hey, let's talk about the comparison uh, idea, and it's and evolved to this thing where all I'm doing is replaying things that I'm trying to get my kids to understand when it comes to comparison, understand who you are and the things that the things I'm talking to my kids about are the things that I also need to work on. And it's exactly what we're talking about. It, it, it doesn't ever leave you and it, you'd never master this no. because honestly, there's always going to be something that brings up an insecurity in, in, in you. Really? Yeah, absolutely. The last thing I want to say is this, it was, um, I meant to say it earlier, but when we're talking about social media and, and comparison, um, I think it's, I think about high achievers, you know, like the the Steve Jobs, the Elon Musk's, the uh, Jeff Bezos. You look at these people, you know, and that's we're talking about the you know the, the highest echelon of an achiever. You look at those people and you just feel so less than. But what Sandy is always reminding me is, I don't want that life because the reality is, look at Steve Jobs. I mean, I'm so thankful that he accomplished what he accomplished but I hate that it did to his life and his relationships what it did. You, you, <laughs> if you're at that highest level, something's got to give. Something has to give. If you, if you really want to achieve at that level, I would really encourage you not to have a family. Please don't have a family because you're going to destroy it. Because you, you can't go to these crazy levels without intense levels of sacrifice. So measure that out. So you have to look at what you really value. If I really want to be good at whatever this field is, how much do I want a family? And, then, and if I cherish a family, I have to know that my threshold is going to be lower than other people's thresholds because if I want to be a good dad and a good husband, I can't be at the office until 9 o'clock every night. And I can't, whatever else, go on all these business trips because that will, something has to give. We talked about everything having a cost. You, you, have, to, you have to put that into the, into the equation when you're comparing as well. It's worth, it's worth mentioning. I, that, that is an awesome point. And 
I, I think that that's something that I've been thinking through a lot lately is that everything has a cost. So when I'm comparing my kids' achievements, my fa- our family's um, relationships, look, we have this upcoming weekend, and it's going to have a cost. We have six soccer games and two basketball games <laughs> within, oh, within two days. Okay. Now it, it's unusual circumstances because it's basketball season and soccer season and tournament time all overlapping, but there's, there's a cost, there's a cost and, and it's, it's a comparing our schedule to someone else's schedule and seeing, well, you know, someone else's family, they went hiking in the woods and they, you know, they posted all these pictures on Instagram and then, you know, it seemed like it was super relaxing. I can't compare our schedule because of the choices we made and are excited about that we made to what some other families done yeah. in terms of their weekend plans. Yeah. And so if, if at the end of the weekend and you have our schedule and you ran your kids all over because your kids were really excited about being in basketball and soccer tournaments and then you flip on and, and this is me I'm talking to myself here and then I get on Instagram that night and I see someone else's family and they posted hiking in the woods and being by a stream and all this stuff I can't compare my life to their life and get upset because I chose to be in this situation and I need to embrace the situation I'm in and be happy about it you know and, and which I am I'm thrilled but you know, you're going to compare yourself all the time. So be aware of that. Yeah. Be aware of those traps that come up. Yeah, self-awareness. You've got to, if you're going to put an equation in front of yourself, you make sure you fill all of it out because it won't add up right if you don't put all the pieces in place. I love it. The thing that I, I think about, and this is the, the check on me, and this is where I'll leave it for me in this conversation, is that um, I've got to be happy for other people. I've got to be happy for other people. If, if, if I'm not going to allow comparison to uh, dictate how I spend my money, how I spend my time, what, what I do, I've got to just be happy for other people and let it go. Yeah. And then I've got to be inspired by other people. I've, I've got to say, man, you know what? They're doing it right. I, I need to do some changes in my life. You know, I've got to be inspired and not jealous of others. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to close with that. This idea that inevitably at your organization, in your friendships, in your family, whatever, there might be this new person that comes along and you're going to naturally just feel threatened and you've got to fight that urge because you, in, in all those scenarios, you want those things to win. And so, so when somebody comes in that has a passion to help with that, that's a good thing. And if they one day supersede you, that's also okay because ultimately, hopefully, that's the best for the organization, the family, whatever the context is. So don't see those things as a, th- as a threat. But it's, I mean, it's super, super easy to do, which is why everybody does it. So, so thanks so much for joining us this week. Uh, we hope this conversation made sense. Have a great day. <laughs>